Final thoughts as we get ready for Iowa-Michigan State tonight. We break down the big wrestling duel tomorrow. Iowa-Penn State. Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register stops by. And football, though the portal is closed, Portal Kirk still working hard. Our Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Available wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're there. You can also find us on YouTube. While you're there, hit that subscribe button. Podcasters, five-star reviews helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. As we get ready for tonight's matchup with Iowa-Michigan State, had a big breakdown of that one. We'll talk about that. we got some wrestling and a little football, a potpourri of Hawkeyes for you here today. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Well, we're getting started tonight. Iowa currently a two and a half point underdog at FanDuel as they face off against the Spartans. Had a big breakdown of things yesterday with Matt Sheehan from Lockdown Spartans. You can go back, get a little deeper preview of things. Look, I, I think you guys know I am not optimistic about this game. I'm just not a most the most optimistic fan. And I get some pushback from that from time to time. Why do you got to be negative all the time? Condon, why is it always about the negativity? And to be honest, it's just the way that I am as a sports fan. It's nothing that I want to do. I would love to be a more optimistic sports fan. I'm optimistic in my real life. I'm optimistic in my life and my career, my family and all those things. I have optimism coursing through my veins, but maybe it's the scar tissue that has built up from years and years of Hawkeye fandom and the other teams that I root for. I'm sure that's got to be a piece of it, but I'm just in generally when it comes to the teams that I root for, I think more than anything, it is that ultimate letdown. You know, when you get so built up and when you get that excitement level and, and then when it doesn't happen, I hate that feeling. I like to go in and and be surprised. And maybe that's why I have that negativity that does seep, seep in from time to time because of that, because I just hate that feeling of really believing your team is going to get it done and not just an individual game, but big picture winning a championship, doing those things. And then when it doesn't happen, just how disappointed you are, because I can still have the elation of a win. I can still feel great. Look, if Iowa goes out tonight and they beat Sparty, I'm going to feel awesome about it. And I'm going to come on this evening with the instant reaction podcast. I'm going to be pumped up and I'm going to be all fired up and we're going to break things down. And yes, I'm going to be excited because you know, you can see if you've been listening for a while or watching for a while, you know, my excitement, my excitement when it starts to seep in what that is like. There is that other side. It's just a feeling. I don't have a good feeling about tonight. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be right. I'm not right all the time when it comes to the Hawkeyes. But a couple of things. So if you listen to yesterday's podcast with Matt, you know, he talked about one of the, the big parts of this Michigan State team that has looked really, really good at times. They've also looked pretty average at other times throughout the course of this season. And when they've been playing at their best, it's when well, they have had Malik Hall out there. Hall's played just nine games, has only started four this year. Big body, 6'8", 220. He can step out and shoot at 30, 39% from downtown this year, but it's his ability to be a scorer inside. It's something they just don't have right now. Hoggard, he runs the offense. 
Hauser and Walker, both those guys can shoot lights out. Same thing with Atkins. Those guys are all shooters. They fill it up. But without that scoring present on the presence on the block, it's been difficult for them just to hit their apex. As we sit here today, still no official word about Malik Hall if he's going to go. Much as we know that it's going to be a game-time decision tonight for Patrick McCaffrey, it's going to be the same thing for Malik Hall. So we wait and see on that. If his information's out there, we'll tweet it out to you at Lockdown Iowa is where you can find us on the Twitter sphere, and that is the place to go. We'll keep you up to date on everything that we're hearing on that front. Michigan State started off the year, took Gonzaga to the wire. Now, we thought the Zags at the time were a little bit better than they proved to be. That was a game that was played out on the ship. Played Kentucky, beat them in overtime. Again, Kentucky was preseason number one for a lot of people. And then hit the skids for a while. Lost to a pretty bad Notre Dame team. Lost to Northwestern at home. And we didn't know Northwestern turned out to be the team that they have proven to be at this point in time. But then after that, they go out there, they rip off seven consecutive victories, and now it's come back the other way. They lost three out of four. Lost by a point to Purdue. Purdue's great. Lost to Indiana. Lost to Illinois. In between, they beat Rutgers. So it's still a good team. Is it a vintage, sporty, sparty team? Is it a great team? No. Here's another thing to give you maybe a little bit of confidence. Remember, Iowa, they've won three in a row in this series. Last year, it was the Luca Garza retirement ceremony and they obliterated them. Just an absolutely dominating performance. The year before that, Iowa swept the season series, won the game in Iowa City by six, and then absolutely throttled them for their first win in East Lansing since 1993 in their first game back after Chris Street. Three wins in a row. It's a rarity. Iowa has not done that this century. So there's maybe something to hang your hat on, something to be a little bit excited about for Iowa. Take that optimistic view and go that direction. We'll break things down again, an instant reaction podcast coming up for you here tonight after this one goes final. Six o'clock tip off, Iowa and Michigan State on FS1. And we get Gus Johnson on the call again. He called the Ohio State game, him and Jimmy Jackson. Good crew, excited for that. And uh, we'll be watching that one tonight and get you covered. Well, we got another big one on the docket for Iowa Athletics, and that is tomorrow. It's number one versus number two. Iowa goes to Penn State and tries to knock off the Nittany Lions. We're going to get into it with Cody Goodwin of the Des Moines Register. Does Iowa, they actually have a shot of winning this duel? We'll start right there and talk some wrestling when we come back. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, how about this? Join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at LockedOn.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line, point spreads, player props, I love to play them all over there. You can even combine your bets for a bigger payout. The same game parlays. Coming up this weekend, I'm big on San Francisco. I will be all about that. That's going to be a part of it. I'll be building a same game parlay. Maybe throw a Farmer Hawkeye, George Kittle in there. Anytime touchdown. You build it up and have a chance at an even bigger payout. All on a set on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more 
with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. He is the wrestling writer at the Des Moines Register, also covers high school sports and a whole lot more. He is Cody Goodwin joining us here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast as we get ready for tomorrow night. It's number one versus number two. Busy time of the year for for you, Cody. Appreciate you giving a couple minutes here to us today. No, I appreciate you having me on. It's a big, big dual meet coming up in State College this Friday. So live on Big Ten Network, 730 our time. It's going to be a blast. Uh, No doubt about it. You know, it's going to be a charged up environment. I'm just going to start very simply here at the top. Yes, Iowa can win. You pull an upset here or there. You stick a guy you weren't anticipating. Yes. But how realistic is the path for Iowa to actually win this duel? Uh, what if I told you it's probably more realistic than a lot of people think? Wow, I like um, that. I, 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 think, I think if you, if you give both teams the best case scenario, um, I think both of them could win the duel 24 to 9, which is pretty lopsided. I don't think it'll be that lopsided, but I think that kind of gives you a sense of there's a lot of swing matches in this dual meet. And I know Penn state, you look at their lineup, they've got four returning national champs. They have another um, heavyweight wrestler who's ranked number two right now. He looks like he's a legit title contender this year. They've got a handful of other wrestlers, young wrestlers who I think are coming along pretty quickly. And, you know, there's a very real chance that this could be one of Kale's best Penn state teams, um, you know, in his 12, 13 year tenure out in state college, which says a lot because he's had a lot of really, really good teams. Um, you know, that said, in a dual meet setting where it's 10 versus 10, there's enough swing matches, there's enough toss-up matches where if Iowa brings their A team and they bring their A game, absolutely possible that Iowa can go into State College and knock off the top-ranked Nittany Lions. I, I think it's a lot closer than, than maybe people think, um, which I think is going to be part of the fun because, you know, like I said, if you take both of those extremes, I think both teams could run each other out of the building if everything goes according to plan. We know better than to assume that everything's going to go according to plan, but that kind of gives you a sense of, you know, how many toss-up matches there really are in this dual meet. It's, it's, I think it's going to be really fun. So with that, there's been some speculation out there. Now it's Twitter and message boards, so you always got to be a little careful with that. But the possibility of Spencer Lee bumping up to 133 and taking our, on RBY, I mean, it, it seems crazy to anticipate that. Is that just fodder? Is that just people... They're looking for different things, looking for a fun matchup there. Or is that a realistic possibility that brands would push that button and bump Lee up? No, zero possibility. Um, I, I have countered that conversation, and it's a fun conversation. Let's, let's not get carried away here. I think the prospect of Spencer Lee wrestling Roman Bravo Young is fun, and, and we may see it during their freestyle careers if, if they both decide to pursue that. I guess we know that Spencer's going to, not, not 100% sure what RBY's future plans are, but um, you know, it would be a fun stylistic matchup, and I think it would it would do a lot in the way of helping wrestling's profile. But I've asked a lot of Iowa fans who have posed the same question to me. You know, do you want a super match or do you want to win the duel? Mm-hmm. You can't have both. Makes a lot of sense when you break it down in, in that fashion. Yeah, if Lee gets it done. Now, you'd anticipate Spencer Lee. He has been outstanding when he's been out there on the mat, as getting as close to 100% as he's going to be this year. What we've seen out of him, the domination – it has been absolutely incredible. And what he's gone through rehab-wise to get back out there, you run out of superlatives when you're talking about Spencer Lee, but boy, the guy's just taking it to another level again this year. 
I've, I've gotten into a habit for better or for worse to just referring to him as an alien. Um, Cause I'm not sure we've seen what he's doing in any sport. Um, you know, especially, you know, a sport like wrestling at, you know, basically a step below the highest level. I mean, a lot of these collegiate wrestlers, guys like Spencer Lee, guys like, you know, real woods guys like, you know, Oklahoma state, state and six, a lot of these Penn state wrestlers that we're going to see, you know, some of these guys are as good as it gets in the United States. Um, and what Spencer is doing to other grown men at the division one level is a little obscene. I mean, he's what 10 and O with seven pins and six of them in a row um, of the last six pins, four of them have been over guys that are currently ranked in the top 10 nationally. I mean, it's, you know, and he's, you know, 12 months removed from double ACL surgery. And it's just, it's, you put all the pieces together. It's a little unfathomable what he's doing, but um, you know, we, we've known that he's been pretty special um, and he's obviously shown that throughout the course of his Iowa career. But I think for, you know, maybe the first time since his freshman year, he, he not only is healthy, but he just feels physically good. Um, you know, and we're, we're really seeing the results of that on the mat. It's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch the last few months. Go from the littlest guy in the lineup to the biggest guy, Tony Cassiope, his final go around in a Hawkeye singlet. He has uh, also taken, it feels like to another level. What's different about Tony this year? And, and speaking of realities, how realistic, not he can be an all American again, but he can win it all. Yeah, I think, you know, what we've seen from Tony this year is again, you know, this, this is the guy that he started the season off healthy and, and we're seeing you know, Tony Cassiope at his best. You know, I think a lot of people maybe forget um, last year, he, he kind of went through that body transformation before the season mm-hmm. started. And I think there was a little bit of an adjustment period just to being a little bit of a smaller, more agile heavyweight. I think there was just a lot of positions that he was still kind of learning to wrestle through. And he still had a fantastic season. You know, he got to the Big Ten Finals. He was an All-American again. Um, you know, but this year, I think he's really figured out a lot of things positionally. Um, you know, he's got 10 pins this year. I think he only ever had 15 in his previous three seasons combined. So that kind of shows the dominance a little bit. He's healthy. He feels physically good. And, you know, you look at the state of heavyweight, Minnesota's Gable Steveson is no longer there, which means it's a pretty wide open weight class. And, and Cassiope is, I, I believe, one of, you know, the four, five, six guys who could, you know, make a run in March and, and win the whole thing. You know, he's got to be able to put those five matches together at the NCAA tournament and, um, you know, we've seen him have success against a lot of the, the, the highest level guys, and he's going to have a really stiff test tomorrow against Penn State's Greg Kirkliet. But that's a guy that he's beaten three times the last four times that they've wrestled. So um, it'll be fun to kind of see him go head to head against another national title level competitor. Um, but yeah, Tony, he's looked great this season. It's been really fun to watch. Another guy I want to get your perspective on is Brody Teske. The Fort Dodge kid went out to Penn State now back after a stop off in Cedar Falls. What you've seen out of Teske, and do you anticipate he's going to be the guy now going forward full bore at 133? Yeah, we haven't seen a lot from Brody. Um, you know, this this weekend he's dealing with, you know, some various health issues. But um, this past weekend he finally hit the, hit the mat for both duels for Iowa. He got to wrestle against Nebraska, got a win over Kyle Berwick, um, you know, who's, who's a guy that's going to absolutely be – um, you know, a, a point score, maybe not quite the All-American contender, but he's a guy that's going to win a few matches in March for the Cornhuskers. And then he went on the road and uh, beat Taylor Lamont from Wisconsin. And Taylor Lamont's an old Big 12 foe for Brody. He actually beat, Brody actually beat this same guy in the Big 12 finals his first year at UNI. Um, so fun little matchup there. Um, Lamont was an All-American when he was at Utah Valley before he transferred to Wisconsin. So we've seen some good things from Brody. He's, he's a guy that just, you know, he, I think he's adjusted to the weight just fine. Um, you know, he's going to have a pretty strong test on Friday against Roman Bravo Young, who 
like we mentioned before, two-time NCAA champ. He's the class of the weight class. Um, but Brody's a guy that's going to continue to get better with more reps. Um, you know, and what better rep is there than against the guy that you're going to have to beat if you want to win a national title? So we'll see where Brody stacks up. Um, I do believe that he's, you know, barring something crazy or barring any other health concern, he's probably going to be the guy for Iowa moving forward. Um, you know, and excited to see him grow. There's only a limited number of duels left for the Iowa this season. And, um, you know, prayers up that Brody's health holds and, and he's able to cash in on these opportunities and grow a little bit before we hit the postseason. Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register as we talk a little Iowa-Penn State duel. Big picture, Big Tens, of course, around the corner. And then it is the NCAAs. And that is the ultimate prize, a regular season title, a Big Ten title. Ultimately, that doesn't matter for many Hawkeye fans. It's all about what you do when we get to the finals and we get to the national championships here. Penn State's a behemoth. You mentioned four national champions are coming back this year for that Nittany Lions squad. How does the math work out? What does Iowa have to do to put themselves in consideration and, and have a shot to win another national title? Yeah, I think, you know, at their, you know, they need, they need their superstars to take care of business first and foremost. So that's Spencer winning another national title. That is real woods who transferred in from Stanford. You know, he's currently ranked number two in the country at 141 pounds. He's a guy that probably needs to, get to the NCAA finals at that way. You need Jacob Warner to come back and, you know, figure out some things and, and make a run at the NCAA, at the NCAA tournament, you know, probably a top four finish from him, I think would be ideal. Um, Tony Cassiope in, in a pretty wide open heavyweight weight class, he's got to make a run and, and find a way to finish top three again. Um, you know, and then behind them, you need some of these role players to step up, right? You need a guy like Max Muren, who has been a win away from being an All-American the last few years. He needs to take that step. Um, Ava Saad, who, you know, he took kind of a weird loss this past weekend, but otherwise has looked really good this season. He needs to keep that rolling and take that step and, and finish on the podium this year. Um, Nelson Brands has been dealing with some health things. Um, you know, he's got to figure out maybe the best way that he can wrestle moving forward, and he's got to contribute points. Um, Patrick Kennedy, high-powered first-year wrestler in the lineup this year, replacing Alex Marinelli at 165. Um, you know, he's capable of being an All-American. He's got to take that step. Uh, same with Brody Testy, you know, he's a guy that was a win away from being an All-American his first year at UNI and consistently a guy, um, you know, a force to be reckoned with at the lightest weight now that he's up at 33. He's got to take that step. Um, you know, it's going to take a full team effort if they want to try and catch Penn State. Um, and maybe even, you know, I, I think it remains to be seen if Iowa's best effort is enough to catch Penn State's best effort. I think we'll learn more about that and crunch the numbers fully when we get to March. Um, you know, the, the Penn State's going to be a pretty tough mountain to climb in a tournament setting. Um, which is what makes this dual meet on Friday so interesting. But it's going to be a full team effort from Iowa. The superstars have to come out and do their thing. The role players have to back up behind them and contribute points. And, um, you know, everybody's got to contribute to the cause. If one person slips up, um, that might be enough to, to take Iowa out of title contention, maybe not out of second place. Um, you know, I think there's a pretty, pretty steep gap between, you know, Iowa, who's currently number two and, and the rest of the field behind them. But, um, you know, all hands on deck, and it has to be almost a near-perfect performance if the Hawkeyes want to catch the Indian Lions in March. Good stuff. Hey, Cody, Cody, appreciate you. I know it's busy for people out there want to get more in-depth into the duel and wrestling coverage going forward. You got, of course, the girls' state tournament right uh, happening here next week, a boys' tournament right around the corner from that. Uh, tell us a little bit how people get involved with you and your coverage at the Des Moines Register. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm always tweeting at Cody Goodwin. Um, be sure to follow there, share all my work. I got podcasts, written stuff, breakdowns, recaps, all that fun stuff. Um, you can catch me at DesMoinesRegister.com, HawkCentral.com for all my news and videos and interviews and whatnot. Um, 
so yeah, those, those are the two primary places, uh, Twitter and, and then Des Moines Register.com and HawkCentral.com specifically for the Iowa stuff. So, uh, you know, be sure to, to check that out, to read and to, to subscribe because it's going to be going to be a fast and furious couple of months here with the wrestling postseason coming up. You got uh, what? Are, are you making your way out to State College? You're going to be watching it from the couch. I will. So I'm actually going up to Ames. Ah. Uh, Iowa State hosts Oklahoma, but um, I've even told Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, like, hey, I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be there to watch <laughs> Iowa State. So um, he just kind of laughed and said, yeah, I get it. So. <laughs> hey, it should, should be a lot of fun. As always, Cody, appreciate your time. Appreciate you having me on, Trent. Thank you. He is the wrestling writer at Good stuff there from Cody Goodwin joining us here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And again, uh, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about college hoops in one spot. Hear from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. As we wrap things up here, we got football talk still for you. Don't worry. We got you covered on the football front. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what we have coming up this weekend. Another, really the final weekend for the transfer portal to really get a guy on on campus. Now, there are other things that can be done. There are visits that can be done. There are phone calls, everything else for guys that still remain in the portal. But getting guys on campus that actually have a chance of going through, through spring football needs to happen this weekend, and they probably need to enroll by Monday. Now, one of the guys is a linebacker. We know Jack Campbell. Heart and soul of the defense, All-American, Buckus Award winner, on and on and on. All the superlatives about him, his leadership qualities, and it's going to be sorely missed on top of being a great football player. Well, there's a guy that, I mean, would be plug and play absolutely and going to fill in a lot. Seth Benson departs. Of course, we thought we were going to have Justin Jacobs for another season. Instead, he's out of Oregon getting some of that sweet, sweet Nike stuff. So they're looking for help. Really like what we saw from Jay Higgins at linebacker last year when he was put into the lineup. He really, really improved as the year went on. He was an impact player. Nick Jackson is the Virginia linebacker that will be visiting this weekend. Now, there are some big names after him. Auburn, we know that they have NIL opportunities and they are looking to completely revamp that roster with the new coaching staff they have there. It was just in Oklahoma this week. And now Iowa involved. Kind of different than those other programs, right? But the opportunity to come in and play, play on a great defense. You know, the defensive line is going to be excellent. Defensive backs are going to be there. They're just looking for help at linebacker. This would be a home run. 6'1", 235, plug and play, all ACC defender. Last year had over 100 tackles, five sacks, seven tackles for a loss. I mean, absolutely no doubt about it. This is an easy one. If he wants to be a Hawkeye, no doubt that is going to be a huge addition. Now, the other one's a little different. It's a guy we talked about earlier this week will be visiting Rusty Feth from Miami of Ohio. He has connections to Coach Barnett, the offensive line coach, and Iowa needs help. He's not a tackle. He is not a guy on the outside, nothing like that. He is a guy that is an interior player. He's played center, he's played guard, and I still think Iowa needs help there. Logan Jones ultimately might be a great center. We didn't see it this year. Struggle with snaps, struggle getting off the line, physicality. Maybe it's another year of him learning. And coming in with a grad transfer guy, a guy that could come in, he needs to complete classes. He needs to finish up here in May, so he won't be on campus until this summer. You would love to obviously have him there for spring football. That's not going to be the case. But with the connections, this is one that makes a whole lot of sense. West Virginia, Virginia, Purdue, others that have offered at this point a rusty feth. But a couple of names on campus, and they are continuing to look, retool, 
And then we wait. Will there be news on the offensive coordinator front? Brian Ferentz possibly moving on to a new job in the NFL. It is just wait and see. There is no new news for people that are trying to tell you that there's news. There is no news. We sit and wait. Fort Kinnick, it's locked up. Getting information out of there. It is guesswork at this point in time. Many on the beat believe there is going to be a move. There's others that say not so fast. What we do know is we wait and we see and we will be here for you each and every day with Lockdown Hawkeyes. If there is news, we will certainly pass it along to you. That'll do it for today's program. Back at it tonight. We will instant react to the Iowa-Michigan State game. Good, bad, or indifferent. We have you covered each and every day on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks again for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen today. For your second listen, check out, again, our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Isaac Shotty and Andy Patton, everything you need to know on and off the court. I'm going to anticipate they're going to have plenty on this game coming your way on Lockdown College Basketball. It is available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Go Hawks tonight. Let's get a win. Let's make it four in a row against Sparty. Oh, that would feel Oh, so good. Thanks for hanging out with us. Getting ready for Iowa Penn State Wrestling as well. Big thank you to Cody Goodwin from the Des Moines Register for stopping by. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Go Hawks.